Hello, Dave. Andy, how you doing, man? We got another episode of Brunch Movies. Yes. We're dipping back into the year 2019. Mm-hmm. 2020 movies have been canceled. Canceled. Because of coronavirus, so they're coming straight to home release. Mm-hmm. Are they doing that? Are they actually doing yeah, that? Yeah, The Invisible Man, for example. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, like the... it's just The Invisible Man, the same <laughs> one, you know? Okay. The man that comes, goes invisible. Yeah. Is, is that a Jules Verne story? Uh, who knows? All right. Who cares? <clears throat> We're talking about Knives Out, mm-hmm. a Ryan Johnson film. Mm-hmm. Is it not Rian? It's Rian. Is it Rian? Yeah. All right. It's Rian. Maybe we, uh, you know, after, French? after Jules and, and Julia, maybe we yeah. should do Rian and Rihanna, the uh, story of Ryan Johnson and Rihanna. I mean, definitely two uh, maybe people. Maybe Rian, Rihanna, and Rhiannon, you know, the... Rhiannon. You know, the, the, the infamous uh, Celtic witch from, uh, of, of lore. Uh, Fleetwood Mac wrote a song about it. Oh, that wasn't her, his daughter? No, that was his house. Oh, okay. 
too many characters. There's a lot of characters. It's, it's a problem with an ensemble. Yeah, and uh, so his family is kind of all, is it miscreants? Is that what you'd call them? I just call them like, you know, pro- what, prodigal sons. Kind of like the... Uh, it's like the show Succession on HBO. I haven't seen that. That's good. I, I'm like three episodes in. I don't really like all it, right, well, but uh, I hear it gets better. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're all, you know, they're all fail sons. Yeah, they're fail Dips, sons. Uh, right. Dipshits. And their father's death, uh, you know, they're all excited about getting some money. Yeah, it's it's like $60 million in cash, the home, and then licensing rights to his books and stuff. So it's a and lot right of money. Before he dies, he has started to cut people off. One, his daughter was uh, double-pocketing money that he was giving her for tuition. I think uh, it's his daughter-in-law, and his son died or something like that. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Uh, he's cutting off his grandson, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. He's like cutting everyone off. Everyone's all in a tizzy because he's he's uh, taking his other son away from running his publishing company. It's Michael Shanahan. Yeah. Uh, Mike. That's Michael Shanahan was a Red Wings player, David. Yeah, also a great actor in okay. this movie. I, I think they're different people. They're not. I mean, that's no. why his face is all fucked. Yeah, oh. It's the hockey injury. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, wow. I, he I transitioned fantastically in retirement. To be yeah. Because I remember Michael, Mike Shanahan being being quite handsome, actually, for a hockey player. Right. And, and, and that makes him an average-looking actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... He's good in this movie as a limp from his hockey injuries. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so that wasn't an actor? No, no, that's oh, not a choice. Okay. That's a... Yeah. Well, how come he didn't have a limp in... Uh... He was a good actor. He's just, like, the limp is natural. He's just acted the limp away. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's right. a fantastic actor. Good hockey player, too. We've got uh, Don Johnson. Great singer. We've got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Great aerobics instructor in that movie from the 80s with John Travolta. Yeah. Was, yeah. Also a man, technically. Is it... Is Chromosomally. It, is that true? Yes. She is, she a, is XY. She wasn't. She's smoking in that movie with uh, Jay Travolts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she is a man. She does yogurt commercials now? Uh, you know, not gen- we're just saying chromosomally. Right. So Ben Shapiro-wise, she's a man. Not even Ben Shapiro-wise. It, yes. Societally. But but gender is a fluid, you know, and it really just a societal construct. Right. Um, she has a vagina. Mm-hmm. But chromosomally, a man. And that's for Ben Shapiro. And married yeah. to a classic brunch director, Christopher Guest. Is she married to Christopher Guest? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's true. Also, um, a bit of a uh, director's corner here. Mm-hmm. Over here, some new lunch boxes we've gotten in. The remains of the day lunch box. And the kids, they're just having such a good time with these, you know. Kids don't like eating lunch at school, but if they've got a remains of the day lunch box... They were a whole lot happier. Uh, who else we got in this in this film? Uh, Chris Evans, we mentioned briefly. Yeah. Christopher Plummer, who plays the old man, uh, the, the, the the patron. And we've got James Bond himself, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, Poirot. Yeah, it's basically Poirot. Yeah, uh, yeah. this is and so Benoit Blanc. Mr. Blanc, I know who you are. I read your profile in the New Yorker. I found it delightful. I just buried my 85-year-old father who committed suicide. Why are you here? I'm here at the behest of a client. Who? I cannot say, but let me assure you this. My presence will be 
ornamental. You will find me a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. And why you? My name is Hercule Poirot, and I am probably the greatest detective in the world. And so, yeah, this is a whodunit. It, it feels very much and looks very much like a game of Clue. There's even a kind of inside baseball reference there and mm. it's like this you know this mansion is might as well be a clue game or you yeah know, there's you know there's a lot of ways there's a few of that you know there's like a i think they mentioned agatha christie at one point as well quite frankly benny we're getting to the point where i need to know what we're doing here the method throat slit typical for a suicide yes i mean that's dramatic but look around I mean, the guy practically lives in a clue board. There are kind of, there are two cops that are kind of in over their heads, ready to call this a suicide. Mm -hmm. But mysteriously, this famous investigator has been hired mm -hmm. uh, by an anonymous uh, benefactor to investigate this murder, almost preternaturally, knowing the murder would take place. And, and so that adds a bit of tension of like, who wants this person here to investigate? Um, you know, did the old man want the investigator there did the, you know knowing that he was going to kill himself uh the main character basically is marta though main character is marta she cannot lie it's like a she a, pukes, if she, she pukes, lies. pukes if she lies yeah um and also we learn early on that she injects the old man with the wrong medicine she has a glass of champagne at a party this is when he's been breaking the news slowly that he's going to be cutting off each child or yes maybe some of them they don't know he knocks over a table after after they're playing a game of go yeah and it's time for his i guess uh medicine yeah he gets 100 milligrams of some medicine and three milligrams of morphine yeah and when he knocks over the table her bottles get mixed up and she believes that she has in, in, injected him with 100, 100 milligrams of morphine. And so knowing that he's about to die, she, he says, I don't want this to fall on you. Quickly get out of here. Gives her some specific instructions. How to and then slashes his throat. Yeah. Attention now. Your mom is still undocumented. And if this is your fault, she'll be found out and at best deported. And your family will be broken. But we're not going to let that happen, are we? Huh? But you have to do exactly what I tell you. Will you do this, Arta? Hmm? This last thing for me, for your family? What do you want me to do? So, unless Marta, who can't lie, is an unreliable narrator, this flashback, this is this is the truth of what happened. He did yeah. commit suicide, but also was injected with this morphine. Certainly he would have realized that... They would have just done a drug test, right, and and found out that Marta did it, right? Like I think that he, his idea was that if if she had followed his instructions to the T, and they wouldn't have done a post mortem, they wouldn't right. have looked into until Benoit Blanc or the uh, uh, Daniel. So he Kern. wasn't aware that Benoit Blanc was going to show right. Up. So the point was by bringing in an outside investigator, mysteriously add mysterious circumstances to the suicide, which then would have required a further analysis of the body which would have exposed the 100 milligrams of so water. marta doesn't want to get caught for murder obviously uh but okay. also her mother is an illegal immigrant yeah and it turns out then when the will is read that marta's granted everything right and so the family is furious and they want 
they want they really want this to be found not a suicide because only if it's a suicide does the will stand. If it was a murder, if there was foul play, then the there's the what, what was it called? The assassin some, law, some clause or something like that. Some yeah. clause where if you kill someone, that, you can't inherit. Yeah, you can't get the the money from the will. Yeah. So the, note, note to self, David, you can't kill me and inherit the um, the fortune. You are my father. <laughs> You're my adopted father. That's why we do this podcast. It's bonding, father uh, son bonding. The the thing is, David, like, I'm not your father. I'm your senpai. You're my or, or to borrow a kung fu term, mm-hmm. a kung flu term. Oh, sifu. Ah, that's a uh, Chinese. That's, that's master. Yeah. The the situation being that Benoit Daniel Craig was hired before uh, the will was read, which was a sealed will, means someone had to know that uh, Marta was going to inherit all that wealth to try and prevent her from not right. getting it. So that's kind of like the mysterious thing. That's the whodunit. Who so, hired him? So you're you're kind of watching this knowing, like, is Marta going to get this? Yeah. Or is her horrible family going to get it? Is Marta going to get caught? Um, even though it was an accident hmm. that she killed him, it won't look like an accident because she got all the money. Yeah. As things progress, uh, one, one of the housemates is murdered. They say they have the autopsy results. The autopsy lab is burned. And then it comes to a conclusion that basically uh, Marta didn't mix up the bottles, didn't actually poison him. Uh, Even though the bottles were mislabeled, that was done by Chris Evans, who knew that he was cut out of the will. Yes. And was trying to frame Marta for the murder so that the family would have gotten So she actually just got lucky. She got very lucky. Although Daniel Craig tries to explain it away and say like, oh, well, He never believed her. She did it. Right. Saying, oh, well, she actually you know, knew what the substances looked yeah. like. And like, if she would have gotten the bottles mixed up, she would have noticed, but actually like it felt right to her. And so she actually yeah. did all the right things. Cause apparently nurses are so good. They can tell the difference between medicines. when as you're taking into a needle, I don't know. Um, it could have been different types of bottles or, you know, yeah. I respect nurses. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it too. Also, they could just reanalyze his body and blow up his body. Right. Was his body in the morgue? Oh, I guess they did blow up his body. Yeah. So oh, okay. So anyway, the toxicology report would have exonerated her anyway. Did they blow up his body? Is there a funeral scene? Who cares? All right. I think that's a plow. Funny, Ransom, you skipped the funeral, but you're early for the will reading. Uh, yes. So that's... So all's and the ends well. The, the dumb, evil family doesn't get it. The true, the, the true bad guy of the story, Chris Evans, gets caught because he confesses to murder. And then tries to kill Marta. And then that. tries to kill Marta, but the knives that are out, out uh, literally fun. in the movie, is a fake knife. Yeah. Shit. So he doesn't even get to kill Marta, and uh, Daniel Craig saves the day. Marta gets a bunch of money. Yeah. Marta bada gets boom, bada bing. Bada boom, bada bing. Um, and then, I, I guess, noticings or important things we should mention about this. There's a lot of stuff shoehorned into this. This is, even though it very much feels like a Wes Anderson movie, which often feels out of time. It doesn't feel like it's set in a particular right. day and age. You know, the Royal Tannenbaums was made in their early aughts. Like 2004 But feels like it could have been in the 80s, the 70s, the mm-hmm. 60s, the 90s. You know, it could have been any of these times. 
Um, this movie also kind of has that vibe of like, when was this movie actually set? But then there's, you know, mentions of alt-right, people talking about immigrants. SJWs. SJWs. There's like a lot of... It's a lot of Twitter stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. Um, and so that was just there for some reason. Uh, I guess it placed it in the modern era because it's it takes place in this isolated type situation that could be timeless that they... Dated, yeah, re, re, weirdly kind of dated it to 2019. Yes. Jacob was in that bathroom the night of the party. <laughs> oh, that's where you were all night. What the hell were you doing in the bathroom all night? Nothing. Swatting <laughs> Syrian refugees. No, I was not. Alt-right troll. The most snowflake. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, so that was weird. And... Well, this might actually... We might want to get into our hot takes here before I get into my next point. Mm. Um, I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. So, this movie was very hyped. People seemed to really like it. Um, I had gotten... You said you really liked it. Yeah, I actually really liked it. I mean, I I don't mind Murder on the Orient Express. And no. this movie reminded me a lot of that. Um, and I kind of like the whodunits. Yeah. I, I like these I, type I of like, movies. I like whodunits. Yeah. I like the original Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Uh, which I read and the saw the old yeah. old movie. So when they remade it and Hollywooded it up, I, I wasn't a big fan. But in general, I like these whodunit movies. I guess my problem was... Uh, so let me get into my, my hot cake. My hot cake is that... Thanks, thank you, Ryan Johnson and whoever wrote this movie to, for making me feel very smart. Because I knew early on <laughs> that Marta was going to get get away with this. Like, oh yeah, and like, like Marta was the good person, and no matter what conspiracies and things were stacked up, you know the family was bad. It was kind of a reverse Murder on the Orient Express, where there was one really bad guy, mm-hmm. and all the people on the train hated him and stabbed him all. Yeah all together they all got revenge in this one there's only one good person right in this one everyone is bad and they all were conspiring against the good person but the good person gets away so you know the poirot character you know helps the helps helps justice you know win for the good guys Mm -hmm. uh and so my my hot cake is yeah thank you for making just such an obvious plot and making me feel really smart because at no point in this movie was i worried or afraid that the you know marta might you know go to jail i think this is like absolutely true it's one of those easily digestible movies that it's fun to watch there's not too much tension Mm. you know I, i totally get what you mean it's it's not a challenging movie there's nothing challenging about no, it. No, and I guess I like when movies are a bit more challenging. Now, Murder on the Orient Express, I already knew yeah, the result. Yeah, grew, grew up reading it, yeah. But that that is cool. That was an interesting thing yeah. of, like... They all know, did it. it. Yeah, they all did it, and... Yeah. And it's a mystery. It's, this one's a bit Columbo-esque, this movie. Yes. You know, like, you know who... He killed himself. Objectively, he slashed his own throat. Yes. Right? We know that happened, but then it's the extenuating circumstances. Sometimes Columbo, the main guy you think is the villain, it'll flip the switch midway through the episode. I'm a big Columbo guy. I've seen every episode. so Maybe that's also why I like this type of stuff. You know, I had a cousin once about the same age. Didn't smoke. He didn't drink. Worked out a couple times a week. Just walking along the street. Just like that. Oh, heart attack? No, he got run over by a bakery truck. 
Well, I want to thank you for the bagels and the coffee. Uh, I got everything I need. Appreciate the time. Hey, glad to be of help. Let me show you. Out. My, I gotta go to my hot cake. I was, I was going to. I thought Marta, the actress who plays her, she's looking pretty good. We're going yeah. to old school hot cake here. She's smoking. Okay. Um, big fan. She kind of reminded me of Ellen Page. Yeah. Nah, she's this girl's. I think pretty hot. Um. Pretty pretty well, hot. I think Ellen Page is pretty hot. Really? But she's not into the guys. Not into the fellas. Well, she might be into Jamie Lee Curtis. That's true. Is Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, a guy. Uh, yeah, 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 she's yeah, a yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, by, well, just chromosomal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> I don't. Not judging. Just it's, it's true. Still not true. Thanks for pointing it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the Marta one. I thought the actress did a good job. Um, I thought she was charismatic. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was very good. Very and good. I don't know if I've ever seen her really. And I don't know what else she's been in. Um, she was in that video game, The Last of Us. Oh, she Ellen plays Page. them. Ellen Page. <laughs> uh, she's in that TV show, like, The like, Umbrella Academy. She like barely looks like Ellen Page. She barely. Yeah, yeah, barely. <laughs> I don't even see it really at all. Is, she, is Ellen Page in The Umbrella Academy? She plays like one of the main character. Oh, there. interesting. I didn't watch it. You know that's based on uh, the, the uh, My Chemical Romance. romance guy wrote all that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Either. It's not very good. Don't watch it. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, um, I thought this the actress was pretty. I think she probably is going to be a big thing coming forward. She's hot. Okay. Hot cake. Great. Let's do hot takes. My hot take is uh, what a waste. <laughs> like, like you said, well-made movie. It just didn't, and and the great cast. Yeah. I thought everyone was. I, I mean, Daniel Craig was awesome as the the Poirot. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great. Yeah. He Daniel was Craig was great. I was, was going to really put good. him in the hot cake. Everyone did a good job, and like it was cleverly edited, and the characters were interesting. I just didn't really like the main conceit of the movie. I just didn't really find that gripping. And therefore I just kind of felt like it was a waste. Like this would have been a fantastic say episode of a cop show. Yeah. But to make this a a movie, it just, I just kind of felt like, wow, you had all this fantastic things. There could have been an actual real mystery here rather than just like, Oh, the asshole did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, Chris Evans isn't, totally an asshole throughout the entire thing he is nice to marto fake nice sure yeah fake nice like an asshole yeah that's true after i left the party though i was driving nowhere just in the night and i had this um clarity like from here on out i was gonna have to fend for myself and that felt good you old bastard so I guess I just felt like there wasn't really, it, it, it didn't really say anything. Like there was nothing, nothing was actually said with this movie. They used a lot of nice buzzwords, the SJWs, and yes, mm. like the immigrant that actually worked hard, gets the money in the end, and like, ooh, cool, the little guy wins. But mm. it didn't really have anything more to say about society or about trust funds or, I, 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 I was want, I wanted more. Cool. Yeah. All right. My hot take is I think Ryan Johnson did an admirable job with such a large and varied cast. Okay. And, you know, for a guy to have done such a good job handling so many famous actors, mm-hmm. I feel like he should be maybe given the reins to something a bit more big budget, something a bit larger. And, you know, 
bit more grandiose, if you will. Okay. If he can do this good with just a movie that's taking place in the house, imagine what he could do with a movie taking place in the stars. You know what I mean? And I, I think, or I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. But yeah. I think he should be given the reins to some franchise that's beloved, maybe like Indiana Jones. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, he directed uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. No. Yeah, that no. was that was Ryan no. Johnson. That's I thought this is Ryan Ryan Johnson. No, that's the same person. He directed Star Wars: Wait, The Last Jedi. Is his name spelled with an I? Yes. Oh. And he's actually uh, signed on to direct a full trilogy of Star Wars movies. He's getting three more Star Wars movies. Yeah. Well. I'm going to retroactively say The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars <laughs> movie. Because um, I can't be, I can't, I have to say face. I do want to, I want to get, have we talked about The Last Jedi on this podcast? I think we, didn't we do the podcast on the Star Wars? I thought we did it on episode seven. I think and we not did eight. eight. I think we did eight. And then did we throw out that podcast? We might have thrown it out. Okay, so we might have talked about this a little bit. You, I, if you can't tell, I was <laughs> Yeah, Dave hates The Last Jedi. I actually really like The Last Jedi, but, uh, you know, some of the complaints about it, how it felt like he was kind of forcing in, you know, P- POCs and, oh, I don't give a shit and making, like, the rose. Right, right. You don't yeah. give a shit about this. And I didn't really either. Mm. But there were, some, there were some complaints of, like, oh, like, clearly he's just, he's got a liberal agenda with this movie. Yeah. And actually watching... It didn't like I loved the Last Jedi. None of that stuff bothered me. But actually, watching this movie, you loved the Last Jedi. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a strong word. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's the fourth best Star Wars movie. Wow. Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One is number three. Oh. Yeah. So Return of Jedi's five. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, actually watching Knives Out, where I did feel a lot of this SJW kind of, like, forced into there, like, this whole, like, message stuff, it actually made me think back on The Last Jedi and be like, oh, actually, he probably was doing some of this stuff that I thought was, like, a bullshit complaint about the movie, but... I guess Ryan Johnson just really I think likes. that's why he had the alt-right stuff in Knives Out, because he was getting a bunch of that shit for The Last Jedi, right? Yeah, but maybe... Maybe that it just is what he does with movies, is yeah. inject some... But Looper was good. Looper was real good. I didn't see Looper. Looper kicked ass. I saw Brick, like, ages ago, but I, I got drunk during it and just yeah. stopped watching it. <laughs> it. It wasn't very good. Looper was kick-ass. Like, that was legit good. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I I hated The Last Jedi, so I came into this expecting to just hate this movie, because I, I just... Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, so, you know, and I didn't even realize the guy did Looper, which I liked. I came in expecting to not like this movie, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, should we talk about brunchiness? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I think this was brunchy. Yeah. I think it was very brunchy. Dude, um, like, no, it didn't take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, scene to scene. Like, yeah, there was a little bit of violence. Um, the nighttime, like, spookiness of it was kind of, even totally that was kind it, of yeah. brunchy. It yeah. was like... You know, it felt like a game of Clue, which if there if board games were, were had a brunchiness ranking, I think Clue Pretty would be high, very brunchy. Very high. Board games in general, I think, are brunchy. Absolutely. I I, I thought it was brunchy, man. I, I don't yeah. know how else to say it. The music's kind of upbeat. There's a little bit, usually said, there's some violence. There's there's some blood here and there, but it's not over the top. It's not gruesome or anything like there that. There is a lot of vomit, but 
Yeah, but that's part of brunch sometimes. Yeah, that's a little, part of brunch, you have a boozy yeah. brunch. Sometimes, you, yeah. sometimes you're vomiting and then you go to get brunch. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes um, you think that you can make it to brunch yeah, you have too while much being OJ. hungover. Mm-hmm. Get that OJ, that acid in yeah, your stomach ugh. with some coffee, ugh. feeling good, and then two seconds later you're puking. Yeah, yeah. I've, we've been there. I've we've been all there, there, yeah. Um, Richard. Mm-hmm. An affair? Yeah. A yes or no will do. Mm, no. Oh, shit! Oh, dear girl, I'm sorry. I assumed you were speaking figuratively. We're all Marta in our own way sometimes. But if I had to give it a score, um, certified brunchy for you, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say 5.5 out of 7. And for the reasons that there are some nighttime scenes and it's a little long, um, not a lot of food. But the tone... Maybe she does see that plate of beans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, now you can't lie. That was actually a funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, it was, it was... Yeah, pretty good brunch movie, I think. Not a contender, but it's, it's good. You look like you're going to pass out. Have you eaten anything today? Eat. Uh, should we get into pairings? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. There's, yeah. There's not... This this is a fine movie. Yeah, it's, I didn't really like it, but it's it's not no something Julie, can, Julia, yeah, Jules and Ju- the Jew. It's not know? really worth attacking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Yaho, my wife arrives. Hey, Hannah, she's home. Um, if I had to do, let me do my pairing first. Yeah, sure. So mine's knives gout. Okay. Yeah. So you, you have your. It's a breakfast. A pun, is the pun intended there? The David? pun is intended. Okay. So you. It's it's a uh, nothing hurts more than gout. It, it, it's the rich man's disease. Yes. And this is a rich people movie. Yes. Brunches for the bourgeoisie. The king's disease. The king's disease. Yeah. Exactly. So. I've heard gout or is... Or is it the disease of kings? Sh- sure. I've heard gout is brutal, though. Like, yeah. apparently it sucks. Yeah. Like the, I've seen, like, foes crystals, like, busting out of people's foots, you yeah. know? Looks gruesome. So let's help with that by giving them more food that would cause it. So okay. you start off with the tray of shooters. Which so are you're saying... Oysters. What you're hoping for is that the rich and boozy get yeah. gout. Right, and then they can't take over the world because they're aching pain. And then their their servants from mm-hmm. Mexico... Yeah. Get all their money. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it was that acid, this something, uh, I can't remember the type of acid that accumulates in your joints, but apparently these are the foods that do it. Lactic acid? It's not lactic acid. Salicylic acid? That's aspirin. No, no, it's not aspirin. Could be, but it's not. It's like syric acid? I don't know. Um, But you start off with a tray of shooters, some oysters. You just pop those babies in, you got some mimosas. Do oysters cause gout? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Shellfish is huge for gout. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, white people actually don't get gout that much, but Japanese people get it like crazy. Uh, Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh. Gout's a huge issue here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so o- you pop on oysters for the, to start off, which actually sounds like a nice thing. You get a Bloody Mary or some mimosas with that. Sounds yeah. delicious. Then um, you, you start cranking on beers. Beers is horrible for this type of acid. I can't remember what it's called. Hmm. Um, so you're, you're slamming some beers with your bros, and then the next dish comes out, which is a big T-bone steak. Mm. You're crushing the steaks. You're crushing all of that. It chicken fried? It's chicken fried T-bone. Chicken fried T-bone with eggs? With eggs, yeah. And it's it's, it's just, just goopy. Is it like Gwyneth Paltrow goopy? It's Gwyneth Paltrow goopy. And then... 
So healthy. It's very healthy, but not if you have gout. Maybe there could be some kind of, you could be like the equivalent of Gwyneth Paltrow, but instead of goop, it's like... Gout. It's like <laughs> goot. <laughs> and I just sell store that's like... Yeah, just just things that give you gout. gout. <laughs> that's my business model? Yeah. You guys, you guys want some gout? Like gout is a new like statement of your wealth. It's that balance of opposites that's the nugget of flam. Sorry, the nugget of... Flam. Oh, yeah, Flam, your skincare company. Sorry. I forgive you. Yeah, it's skincare, but it promotes a total lifestyle. Self-sufficiency with an acknowledgement of human need. That's Flam. Oh, it becomes popular again. Yeah. Spinach. Popular again. again. <laughs> gout becomes cool again. Yeah. People, like, seek out oh, gout. Sorry, I can't go. I've got gout. Oh, yeah. Oh, you oh rich. shit, man. Ladies be lining up. Yeah. They want to rub the crystals in your foot. Uh, uh, that's a pretty good pairing. Yeah. Knives gout. Knives gout. Um, so my pairing is, uh, it'd be like, so we've talked about brunch lines a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in a place like San Francisco where a place gets super hyped up and it's like, you got to go here. It's so good. You got to. And, and kind of like this movie was really hyped. Like, oh, this is like such a cool, awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah, it was really hyped. It yeah. was really like people were like, this is great. And so what I'm going to say is you're going to go for this hyped up brunch and you're going to wait in, in line for it. And then you're going to have like an identical meal to one that you've had a hundred times. So it's, just, uh, it's just not just, It's just like a, it's like a story that you kind of know and... It's not. It's not worth the hype. So it's like going to any restaurant in Japan that has a line. Yes. Basically, it's just you're gonna be. Sure, it tastes great, but or it tastes good, but it's it's the same same old shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, knives gout was cooler. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. But uh, um, you know, the, I did a pun there, Andy. The, the, that's true. The highest form of humor, you know. Whereas what I'm trying to do is provide a realistic pairing for yeah. how you'll feel after watching this movie. Well, I mean, okay, sure, yours is more tied to reality. Um, maybe my gout store idea is not realistic, but maybe one day, who knows, if, if gout becomes back into the public consciousness, you know. And I hope it does. What if coronavirus made you immune from gout? Do you think the shellfish of the world would be just shivering in their shells? I think they would. Shivering in their shells. Cool. Yeah, that's a great episode. I think. I think yeah. this is. Uh, this is qual- quality. Real quality stuff. Um, do we have any other segments? You, you good? Any uh, thing you like to change about the movie? I'm good. Yeah. Nothing. We got a little bit we political. A, yeah. We, yeah. We don't need to. This is a, yeah. this is a tight thirty minutes. We'll tight, keep it short. Keep it tight. Keep it keep tight our, for the keep our cost down. Keep our cost down. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Cheers. All right.